All right. Well, welcome to another episode of the Gamers Night Out podcast. Uh, as always, I am Caleb, and I'm here tonight with Eric and Frank. How are you guys doing? Good, you? Yeah. I'm doing right. pretty good. I'm glad to hear it. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick us off this week uh, talking about our weeks. Um, I had a pretty busy week, uh, so I played um, Kenna. I finished Kenna. That game is incredible. We are just we are <laughs> segueing from off the podcast. We were just talking about it um, before we started, but uh, it oh, it is so good. So it, the graphics it felt like a. I said it on Twitter. It felt like we were playing a. I was playing a Pixar movie like the entire time. Um, graphics and animation were incredible. The combat was amazing. Um, definitely like a Dark Souls clone in terms of combat. But then you also have like puzzles and platforming, um, and it's kind of like a like a collectathon. Also, I think there's like three hundred or four hundred something collectibles in the game to get. Um, but that one's incredible. Definitely ten out of ten. Um, could be one of my game of the year contenders. Uh, so I played that. I started. I started Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh, nice! I actually got that uh, still sealed, but I got it recently i have i have i didn't know it had a physical release shoot i'm gonna have to get it physically now um i have no idea what's going on with that game i am so <laughs> confused <laughs> that's about what i said just i understood from others this game's messed well, up <laughs> well like i i because i've heard that too i'm like okay this game is super messed up but i'm playing it i'm like okay it's like a it's like a club, like a school club, and I'm writing poems to try to impress these girls. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm I'm only a couple hours in, uh, and I think I looked at like how long to beat, and like I looked up like a trophy guide just to see like how difficult the platinum would be, um, and it says it's about 15 hours if you don't skip dialogue. So I think I still got a ways to go. Um, but and I've played a little bit of Tales of Arise. I haven't gotten very far in it yet. Um, it's just I, I'm having trouble like sitting down and putting time into like a big, massive game recently. You know, like uh, I just got so much going on, it's hard to put more than like 30 minutes at a time into something. Um, so like I haven't even like I'm still playing as uh, whatever his name, Iron Mask. Like he, <laughs> Jeez, he had, you'd, you'd have even started. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm like. I'm like. Wait. I think I just. I just got through the. Uh, the I just got the the whatever her my mind blanked on her name. I just got her clothes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I just got her clothes. That's where I'm at. <laughs> okay. So you, you you like finished the prologue. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think he was on. He was on his way back to to whatever town or camp he was from because I guess they were like you know destroying all the camps. Um, but other than that, I got a new computer, uh, so I set that all up, and uh, that's about that's about my week. Uh, so let's uh, bounce over to Frank. Frank, how was your week? Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, didn't. I'm on my final week of vacation, so I'm going to have to back to work uh, tomorrow. But uh, I, I took it easy. I didn't really do a whole lot. I watched some TV. Uh, I finished the entire 
new season of you in one sitting uh i've been playing lost judgment and working on my uh magic the gathering decks that's about all i did this past week i've never heard of you what is that uh netflix or yeah it's a netflix exclusive show uh uh, it's to without delving into like plot details like it's generally about this guy who's somewhat of a sociopath but i don't think he's quite sociopath and he has fixations on girls and he'll manipulate his way into their lives become their boyfriends and like it, it's sort of like a really messed up show but it's so well done like you you just want to be around for the ride no matter how like like messed up it gets gotcha. I've, I've i've seen a lot of people talking about it but i just i've never had a never been able to sit down and watch it it might not it doesn't sound like something i will watch uh it's so the good kids awake oh the, definitely not a kid show <laughs> uh so we've been watching uh we've been watching letter kenny is what we've been going through right now so um well, Eric, what about you? What have you been doing this week? Well, it's been like a really busy week for me, cause like with work and all that. So, honestly, um, I just mostly just been gaming. So, like, I've been playing two games. Mainly. I've been playing Lost Judgment primarily. I've been playing it since like I think like the end of September. Um, I got almost about fifty hours into the game now. I literally just beat the some a lot of all the like the site, the main site content, the school story stuff, which is honestly really satisfying. But I do feel like some aspects of it could have been a little bit better. But um, but so far, I'm like chapter nine in the game. No, not chapter nine, chapter ten. So I'm like kind of getting close to the end, I think. But you're, that you're game, way ahead of me. Yeah, I've been just going at it hard. It's been such a great game. I just been, I just really enjoy it so much. Like. With all the story content, just like the gameplay, just the side stuff, it's real. It's really, really good. I feel like it's just like an example of why like these studios like really knows how to like create like the perfect kind of gameplay. Um, but aside from that, I've been kind of also playing Metroid Dread as well. Not as much as like Lost Judgment. I only got like a few hours into it. But honestly, I have nothing negative to say about that game a, a lot. Like as a Metroidvania fan, I really do like how they're handling the game. And it feels really rewarding to be able to like go to certain areas, backtrack as well when you got certain items or weapons. And it just feels satisfying to like explore the map and try to do like cool things. The enemies are like really, really interesting character like enemies as like a in the game because you're screwed if you get hit by them. Like you have a very small chance of surviving. But they're very terrifying because like, you have to kinda of, like evade them like most of the time until you can like actually get what you need to stop them but those have been like the only two games i've been playing thus far um at this moment but i'm almost done with lost judgment and metroid dread i'm gonna probably play a bit after and i also just finished uh crash bandicoot as well i think a little bit like last week around sunday which was a bit difficult but nothing like too bad I've been wanting to play Metroid and Lost Judgment so bad, but uh, I think everywhere in my town is sold out of Metroid. 
and then Lost Judgment. I I want to finish the first one <laughs> before I jump into the second one. Yeah, but that, definitely do the first one. Uh, yeah. Is is like uh, obviously I like, don't want to get like too spoilery with it, but like how does it compare to the first one? Like, is it is it like a huge improvement or is it kind of like a more of the same? Depends on like what you're asking, because in terms of gameplay, it actually is a significant improvement. The overall yeah. combat, it's like the overall combat feels pretty much the same, but like the extra like fight style is really really fun. It's like actually kind of like it kind of helps you like uh, like decide what kind of fighting style you want to go as. You can play either any one of those three at any point. As for like the game, it actually has a lot more content compared to the first game. Where like a lot of the side, there's like a lot more side cases, a lot more the side content as well is also pretty massive. Like you can get addicted to like any of the like some of the side content they have, which is kind of like, which kind of like makes sense since it's like RGG always has like, or they always love to fill like their games with like so much side content. Mm-hmm. From the story perspective, though, I don't know. It's hard to compare the two because they both have really strong stories for what they're doing. The cases themselves, though, um, because since they both, the cases themselves have like a, a similar plot point in the sense that, like, they focus on a specific, like, case and how it ties in. But in terms of the story, I think the first Judgment story has a leg up because of how well connected the like the threads of the case were. And this game, it gets, it kind of feels like slightly like. It's like you can sort of see the lines a little bit earlier on compared to like in the first game. But aside, but that's more so like if like you want to just go in deep about it. But in terms of like the overall quality of the game, it's a huge improvement over the first one. Okay, and I, I wonder if that has something to do with uh, like judgment taking uh, the more action uh, slot in the Yakuza series since the, they they did say that the yakuza 8 is going to be another rpg so it looks like a uh, yakuza is now going to be like turn-based and then judgment's going to be the action-based uh yeah so they I were wonder... saying that at the start of like before 7 was even released they were saying that the, they wanted judgment to carry the traditional gameplay while uh set, like the 7 series focuses on the the newer mm-hmm. But they also they also said that uh, if seven didn't uh, like if fans weren't happy with seven that they would switch back. But uh, yeah, well, seven I've, was a huge success. I was gonna say yeah, I've never heard anybody complain about seven, but uh, but oh, it's it's nice to get it like confirmed now that yeah that it's gonna be turn based here on out. So yeah, I need to finish it's that good. one also. <laughs> I haven't started it yet. I still need to play it. So oh, I'm, I, I'm disappointed in you, especially Eric. Yeah, I know. I'm disappointed in myself as well. I I really thought I would have started it at this point. But, and I thought you would have uh, started Andromeda too. Yeah, I also <laughs> should have been doing that as well. I gotta. I've been. It's been hard trying to like balance which games I just start with or not because uh, I have. Gonna, we're just rousing you. Yeah, but I'm definitely yeah. gonna play those games soon. Like I'm really, I kind of have like an idea where I'm gonna go with now. Cause after this, is either gonna be Tales of Arise or Mass Effect Andromeda, and in between that, like what I'm not using, what I'm not using my PlayStation 4, I'll probably also play maybe D- 
Dead Space Two or like uh, another another game as well because I got those I got Dead Space Two on sale, so mm-hmm. I'm actually really excited to play that because I know that a lot of people love Dead Space Two almost as much as the first one, and that first one was it was excellent. Oh yeah, that, I would say, and from what I've remembered, the first one was better story wise and like atmosphere wise. The second one was scarier and was better, like gameplay wise. Um, but yeah, the I would the second one is definitely like probably the most uh, most people's favorite. Couldn't get my words out there. <laughs> so, uh, well, before we jump into the news, I actually I forgot to add some. I need to add something to my week because I forgot. Um, I did pick up a Switch uh, OLED. Uh, found it at Target. They had one left in stock, so I picked that up. Um, and it looks incredible. Uh, so. Definitely worth doing. I, I had a, <laughs> I had a scalper like, di- like DM me on Twitter because I posted that I was looking for one, and straight up just some random dude messaged me like, "Hey, I'm selling, I'm selling mine for like four hundred and fifty dollars if you want it." And I'm like, "No, <laughs> not giving you four hundred and fifty dollars." So, but uh, so yeah. Um, so let's jump into the news. Uh, got some quick mentions here. Um, G4 is going to be coming back on November 16th. Uh, and so for those of you who have forgotten or didn't know, uh, G4 was a big, uh, like video game and tech channel from like the, like early mid two thousands. Uh, I think it ran until like 2014, I think is when it went off the air. Um, but they're they're coming back. Uh, a lot of cable networks have already picked them up to be to be launched again. Um, all the major shows that are on the like X Play, Attack of the Show, like all their big shows are going to be coming back. So uh, really cool to see that uh, that happening because it was that was a huge uh, like before like IGN and Twitch and all these other places did like E uh, three coverage. Like G four was where you went to watch watch e3 um at least here where i'm from uh, so that's happening um november uh playstation plus is going to include three extra uh vr games because it's the anniversary of uh psvr so we're going to be getting some extra games there which is kind of cool and then there was a uh diamond and pearl remake this week or remake diamond and pearl preview this week um, for the uh, brilliant diamond and shining pearl, um, showed a bunch of the gameplay features. Uh, from what I could find, the biggest takeaways was the uh, game has an auto sh- auto save feature now, and that the experience share is always going to be on, which made a lot of people upset. Um, I thought that was like uh, in the last game too, though. It was, but it was in the last few games. It's like I think. What I understand is like people are more so complaining about the fact that they can't turn it off. Mm-hmm. Well, they they complained when because it's been an item the whole time, but it wasn't as it wasn't as uh it wasn't like a big deal. Like you could equip it to one Pokemon like early. Then X and Y came out, and that's when it that's when it started giving your entire party extra experience, and that's when everybody yeah. started complaining about it because they said, "Oh, it makes the game too easy." 
But, I disagree, uh, but I mean, the... I mean, it, it does I mean, if you think about it, because in X and Y, they made it as, like, an item that you can turn on. So, like, it's the completely, it was, like, the option was there to just, like, delete it off if you thought it was too easy. Because, you know, like, but it's, like, I think what people complaining about now is more so it's, like, it's, like, an automatically on forever. Like, you can't even turn it off if you wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Like, I, bring, one, I uh, bring one Pokemon with you at a time, and uh, it completely negates group sharing. Pretty much, yeah. Like, I kind of was a bit disappointed, but I wouldn't be able to have the option of turning it off. But at the same time, it's like, it's not even, like, something I'm going to complain about. Or, like, something I'm going to be like, oh, it's I'm not going to buy the game or anything. Like, it's like a small thing that's, like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. make you ruin the experience at all. Well, honestly, like, because the, the complaints I haven't seen is that you can't turn it off. Because you could in the other ones, at least. But the the biggest reason for the complaint was if it's on all the time the game is going to be too easy it's a pokemon game I, they're not hard player, <laughs> yeah i am a player that keeps it on all the time so it's like i i do not think the it makes the game all that easy and like it's more of a time saver not a, a difficulty changer mhm mhm like it it's not the game's not harder because you have to put thirty more hours to make a good team. <laughs> it's yeah. just that's like that's the only difference. It's time saving. Well, and if you want challenge in Pokemon, go play a Nuzlocke or you know, like a Monotype run or something like that. Like that's it, it, Pokemon's. You know, it, it is a game made for kids. I get, get it. You know, a lot of other people play it, but it is at the end of the day, it's not supposed to be you know, this ridiculously challenging thing. So, but yeah, I do, I do like having it for grinding because yeah, it's, it saves so much time. With the amount of Pokemon (laughs) that exists, there's no shortage of grinding. (laughs) How many, how many are we up to now? Like 700 and No, we're over 900 now. Are we over 900? I, I can never keep track anymore. I was, I was really good up into about X and Y. And then once X and Y hit, I can't remember how many we have anymore. <laughs> so, well, let's jump into uh, into some of the meteor stories. Um, so, Kotaku is at it again. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I I don't mind the site that much, but they do they do just like to piss people off. Um, so, they release an article this week. Uh, talking about how Metroid Dread is running great on the Switch emulators and how you can play it on in like 4K60 and how it has all these other things that just run better in the emulators than it does on the actual console. And, uh, and everybody got mad about it. Uh, right, I would say rightfully so. Um, you know, and... and Basically, the gist was don't tell people to go pirate a brand new game, you know, <laughs> especially Metroid, because we we want more Metroid, so we want people to go buy the game. So, um, so yeah, and that's that's kind of how I feel on the whole thing too. Is yeah, if it, if it's an old game, go ahead and em- emulate it, but don't like I don't mess around with new stuff. So, okay, I, um, I definitely feel that that article is not in the spirit of gaming which is wrong but i uh for when it comes to like piracy it's like most people who get games were either never going to get the games 
or end up buying the games because they had so much fun with it. Yeah, I hear, yeah. I hear the you hear that argument a lot with uh with like let's plays and that kind of stuff. That was always the big deal with let's plays is companies were making a big deal about it because they said, oh, it it takes away from our sales because uh, people would just go watch you play the game and everybody's like, no, if I like the if I like what I see, then I'll go buy the game and play along with the person or whatever. So for I sure. think it's exposure has gone a long way for sales. Uh, just because it's not fu- the exposure was not legal per se like it doesn't mean that it's not going to lead to sales yeah well it's kind of it's kind of this gray gray area at least on that yeah. on that front but like but, I'm, uh, not, I'm not going to go and tell anybody to pirate stuff but uh like i don't see it as big of a deal as like nintendo would <laughs> mm-hmm but uh, but well, I, I don't think that kind of article should exist like that that should always be one of those things you just keep in the like keep as a word of mouth that mm-hmm. the options there one it's it just it, it, you're a major like news site yeah i feel like if you start when you put out articles like this when if if i'm working for like if i'm working for nintendo because obviously Nintendo's going to hear about this, you know, but if I hear this, okay, I, I don't want to send, you know, I don't want to send uh, like review codes to Kotaku anymore because they're just going to tell people to go download the game or I don't want to, you know, give the interviews to Kotaku anymore because they, you know, it, it, I feel like it's definitely hurting your brand to. Uh... <laughs> well, I, I think they're at a point where their brand was broken, like, over a I, I decade think so. ago. Yeah, I think so too. They they they're definitely not uh I not only follow them to anymore. read that read those headlines so I can like shake my head once a day. Yeah. <laughs> so some of them are pretty some of them are pretty funny. You know, and every once in a while they will put out like a pretty decent article, but Yeah, like one out of twenty articles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One's well, so so much of it is clickbait now. I don't I never like, click. I just read the headlines on their Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, well, uh, speaking of Metroid, uh, Metroid Dread has a progression bug. Uh, it's going to be patched out, uh, I believe Nintendo said at the, by the end of October. Um, and it has to do with doors. Let me get the exact wording here. Uh, there is an error caused by destroying a door when a map marker has been attached to it. Uh, so I guess if you destroy destroy the door with the uh, the map marker, it uh, it just makes it where you can't progress through the door anymore. Is what I'm guessing. That's um, what I understand. It crashes the game completely. Like as soon as like you enter, like you either open the door or you go through it, it just crashes the game. Oh, I just saw that right after you said that. Yeah, it does it? It crashes the game, it's and it looks like it's a it's a specific door. Yeah. There's a like, specific door near the end of the game that, uh, it's even worse, but it's right at the end. Of I, know, the game. I know, I know. Uh, yeah. but the, at least with the beauty of that game, there is so many save like files, like save rooms in that area. And like in the map, like at least in like, for example, in the areas that I've been to, there's been like at least three or four or five, like save rooms that you can go to quickly. So, 
the frog you won't lose too much progress if you're like you're being careful with where you're going. But it is kind of a, a bit of an annoyance. But it's like something that can also be a, easy to avoid because like most of the time you don't even need a map marker to like or like you don't even ever need a map marker to like find where you're going because like the maps are so easy to like read into and see okay this is this is the path I need to take. So it's good that they're like passing this, but I that but it's definitely something we can also be avoided until the patch is up. I was gonna say something and my mind just went completely blank. Mm-hmm. I hate it when this happens. Um but yeah, well and I feel like it Metroids from I've I've never beaten a Metroid game, but I've uh, you know I've watched people play through them and I know a bunch about it. Uh I feel like you know when you're gonna be close to the end of the game. So I feel like you would save before heading that way anyway. So I don't think I don't know if, how bad the I mean I guess it's still a pretty you know it's a serious bug anyway because it crashes the game, but I don't know how much it is, is affecting people in terms of just like, oh I lost, you know, so much progress. I don't think any of that's gonna be happening. So the only issue I w- I could see like like actual real issue is if you cause this bug, go save, and then you're stuck for with a unbeatable file. Well, no, because the well, because uh, if you if you put the map marker on the door and then go save your game and then go blow the door up and your game crashes, when you load it, you can just take the map marker off the door and it will fix the the bug. Only happens if the map marker is okay, on so- the door. Okay, that's fine. Then. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Yeah, I did put it in like a like a permanent. So state, it's so. more of an inconvenient bug more than anything. Yeah, yeah but awesome. but I still I I think in terms of just like a uh cute like QR uh not QR what I, just in terms of like just the the development cycle like. I think any bug that causes the game to crash gets rated pretty highly in terms of have to fix yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think is why they're... Unless you're uh, CD Projekt Red. <laughs> <laughs> that is, yeah, that is true. I, well, I, mean, I, think that the, I think that the team at least wanted to fix the bugs before the game came out. It, it was no, definitely... I, I'm just being a, a <laughs> dumb joke. The, Wait, um, the Witcher 3 crashed on me a bunch of times too, so... <laughs> I think... I don't think I had too many crashes from what I remember. I think I probably had like I mean, maybe a handful, like under five. If yeah, that, yeah. like um, five is already like five is already a high amount for me. So yeah, but when you think about like The Witcher Three, as amazing as it was, like it was that game is humongous. So you know it has to be like some parts of it have to be held together with like duct tape in the background because yeah, just yeah, no yeah. way. I, I'm forgiving. <laughs> I. I I'm a big fan of uh, like Elder Scrolls and Fallout, like so. I I, I oh, have forgiving yeah. nature. <laughs> well, that yeah. that uh, makes me wonder. It's off topic here, but uh, I know I played I played Witcher on PlayStation. Uh, Frank, I think you played it on PlayStation, but Eric, you've been playing it on Switch. How's the yeah. Switch port going for you? Well, when I played it, it honestly wasn't really a bad port at all. I feel like the only time I felt like the game suffered from, like, say, frame rate drops was when, like, during cutscenes more than anything. The game honestly felt super smooth for me. I did have crashes, though, 
kind of which I kind of expected because of the kind of game that it is. And since I know that Witcher Three has been has had crashes in the past in like the console versions, and like even I remember that some that there are people who were complaining about the PC port having crashes too. But it didn't really affect me at all to the point where like I was like you know pissed or anything because like the game always constantly auto saved, so I always I never lost any like real progress. Yeah, it was never a mm-hmm. big deal. Yeah. So, but the Switch ports it was honestly really really good for what it was, and I was kind of surprised that it was able to run as well and play as well as like the other games to like for like the PS4 and the Xbox like. The only thing you're gonna notice is like the different, is like the audio, like the image quality, because since they had to lower like the fidelity of the graphics and all that to make it so that it, it plays on the Switch, it honestly isn't really like something that you're gonna notice and be like, oh, this game looks so ugly, oh, not two out of ten stuff like that. Mm. You're if you play it on Switch, you're gonna enjoy it for what it is. I was about to say you might you might notice the the graphic downgrade a little bit more playing it in like TV mode, but I think in handheld mode it should be because even uh, if the graphics are downgraded on, on the smaller screen, it will still look. Uh, I mean the text or, you can notice it through the textures more than anything, but it's like it's not something mm-hmm. I'm like I'm going out of my way to like see. Like the game looks pretty good, looks good, and it, and it ran well, played well. I I had I had no complaints about it whatsoever. Well, yeah, it's you, it's one that plays off of the console, right? It's not a cloud-based version. No, it's not cloud. It's completely. Oh, you can even like it's com- like even you can find a physical game, a physical cartridge of it with all the DLC and everything. I bought the base game digital because like it was all I really could get at the moment. But I'm planning on like getting like the DLC as well to like playing for like the expansions and all that. Because I actually want to see how they compare to like the base game, because I know Frank has mentioned to me that the expansions are better than the base game story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say I would say so. I really liked Heart of Stone. Uh, Blood and Wine, though, is like it's it's like a whole like new section of of the, like it adds so much content. So its map is not as big as the base game, but it's like it, it, it's like adding a whole new country, like a whole new section to the map of the base game. It's that big. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, but I'm definitely going to be excited to play that whenever that is. Because, like, it would be like the, because, like, the price for getting, like, the expansions themselves after getting the base game is about the same price as me just buying, like, the game of the year edition. So mm-hmm. I'm not really, like, so it's, like, not something I'm, like, complaining about. Because, like, the base game costs me, like, $40 to get digitally. And like the expansions are like sixty five, so like not like not really much difference there. Yeah, I think I bought I bought my uh, when I bought my expansions. Like they had like a like a physical release for the expansions. It was nuts. Like I have a yep. box and Gwent cards and like all this other stuff that came with it. So, but well, uh, speaking of cloud based games <laughs> uh kingdom hearts is coming to the switch but it's all cloud-based but uh to go along with the the release of kingdom hearts on the switch we got sora in smash brothers final smash brother character announced um i'm pretty I, happy about that i'm i'm happy about it i did not watch the i didn't watch the sakurai presents um oh it was good 
How does how does it seem like he plays? Like is, what what what's like, uh? It feels like it's Sora and Smash. Like if you okay. played Kingdom Hearts, like you you moves very similarly to how okay. you do in Kingdom Hearts. Like they even yeah. put an emphasis on air combat because a lot of people like to jump and slash in the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds like they're, they're, it's. I'm excited for him. Uh, when is when is he supposed to be coming out? Tomorrow. Really? Okay. October 18 is when. Oh, geez, we're already at the end of October. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I know. It's... Yeah, so it's like, I think tomorrow or like at most Tuesday, because like, that's what they said. And I'm honestly can't wait for it, because well, I think what I like the most is like how faithful they kept to like keep the games as well. Because. He plays exactly like as if he was in Kingdom Hearts 1, but he has all of his costumes from Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, and 3 and Dreams Drop Distance. All right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it is the 18th for the Americas. And then it's the 19th for everybody else. That seems a bit backwards. But <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, well, it's a... That that would be a good a good way to test out the the new switch is is checking out Sora because I'm gonna be honest the only thing I've played on it right now is Golf Story. <laughs> well, you're you're doing the world right. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited to check that out tomorrow. Um, I did I did see an article today, um, that uh they're considering like uh non cloud based versions of kingdom hearts coming to the switch but they just hadn't settled on it yet but i mean a cloud version is better than nothing but i i disagree (laughs) i disagree (laughs) i'd rather get nothing yeah like when it comes Uh, to stuff with the switch is like if you can't make it a native port like digitally or physically then don't make it for the switch at all if you're not gonna like because this it takes off they have to optimize it for the game because it's literally a weaker console compared to like the other stuff as mm-hmm. well. So it's like you have like they did because if that was the truth that it's better than nothing, then we wouldn't have gotten The Witcher Three as a native port on the on the Switch as well. And we're talking about games that that were PS2 ports that are remastered for the PS4. Like we're talk like these are like some of these games are old. You could make the argument that maybe Kingdom Hearts Three maybe may not show up on it. But the other games that are like literally dreams, like birth by sleep and dreams stop difference were like handheld games. Mm-hmm. I, I think like, three is the, is yeah. extremely doable on the Switch with some downgrading. Three and would every, be the only one that would need downgrading. Yeah, like it wouldn't, need a, it wouldn't would, need a whole lot. Every other game wouldn't even yeah. struggle one bit. Yeah. But, but, I, but like, I'm yeah. happy for the people that don't mind the cloud gaming. But like, uh, I just. Do not well, like cloud gaming myself. Yeah. Well, my, my, the problem I'm the problem I have with cloud gaming is I'm it, it requires the internet connection. Yeah. Like it, you know uh, the the time I play my Switch the most is when I'm not at my house. And if I'm not at my house, chances are I probably don't have a Wi-Fi connection. So the, you know that doesn't do me any good. But um. But you know, I guess at least I can play it in my bed now. But 
I, I don't know. I'm not going to spend money on it on the cloud version. If they come out with a regular version, I'll buy the Switch. But, you know, I'm not buying a cloud version. But, you know. I mean, we can also just do something different. Get a, get a Steam Deck. Because technically, Steam Deck will allow you to boot up, like, um, Windows, essentially. So you can literally just, like, get the, uh, get the Kingdom Hearts games on the Epic Game Store and just play it like that with the way how they're handling that whole thing. That's, since that thing is basically a handheld console as well. If yeah, I want but... to play Kingdom Hearts uh, over the cloud, I would just bring out my Vita and connect it to the uh, my PS4 or PS5. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I say you, the problem with the Steam Deck thing is then you have to use the Epic Game Store. Oh, good. Sure. <laughs> and and aren't they oh, like fifty dollars? They're like fifty or sixty dollars on the Epic Game Store. And I, I'm like, yeah, you can buy you can buy the whole collection on on PlayStation for like twenty bucks most of the time. So, um, so yeah, but it, it's it's happening. You know, Sora's coming to Smash. Um, what? Because uh, I know, like, it's probably going to be a while before we get another Smash game. Obviously, because they they tend to do one per console. But like, do you, where do they go from here? They can't go from here. Like the only solution is to port Ultimate and add new DLC. <laughs> yeah. And because like even Sakurai SF, it's like if they were to make another Smash Bros. game, it would be with a significantly smaller roster than mm-hmm. Ultimate. That's gonna be an issue because when Nobody you try to when you that. Yep. Because we're talking about the big, pretty much like the biggest crossover game in gaming, aside from like in terms of like gaming, like there's not really that many crossovers like this unless you count Fortnite. But even that, it's like you, you the ability to play all these different characters in like in one game at any point and like have them compete against each other in matches. It's really hard to do, especially for like Sora, because like the, even Sakurai has said that it's been like even like Nomura has even stated that to get anything done with, like, Sora for, like, say, like, a, like marketing or anything, they have to go through so many hoops with Disney. So we know how Disney is with, like, all the characters and how they can, mm-hmm. like, Mickey Mouse and all that. Like, they're, they're ex- from what I understand, they're extremely protective of, like, like, they're kind of worse than Nintendo in that sense, where, like, they don't do anything unless they, unless they are the ones giving the orders of how they want Sora to be in, in their like merchandise or anything. Well, and you notice, like in the, I saw a lot of people uh, like screenshotting parts in the video. Um, you don't see Donald or Goofy or any like any Disney character. You yeah, there's, see Sora there's zero and, Disney in there. Hollow mm-hmm, Bastion and uh, that whatever realm with the the Shadow the Realm. <laughs> no, the oh, one with- oh the. Yeah, yeah, the I, I, I Dream I Realm maybe it has a real uh, name, but I don't know what it is. But it's like I, the I'm tutorial area. Enough of a fan to know. I know, I know. I love the series, but it, it's been a long time since I've played through it. <laughs> I played it uh, what last year, <laughs> but like, yeah, it's like it's there's so much little details to keep track that well, unless I devote myself to it, I will not know. <laughs> Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I think I think you're definitely right. It's if they do another one, it's going to be significantly less. But 
everybody's going to be like, I don't want to say everybody because obviously not everybody's going to be upset, but the, there's going to be enough people upset that it's all that we're going to hear about, about smash for a while. If that happens. Period. Uh, I don't yeah. think a while, a while is even a word <laughs> in this sentence. <laughs> because, uh, um, it, it it's happened every time. Like when, when we went from melee to brawl, there was characters, were there characters that weren't in brawl? I think. Yeah. So, definitely Same. from the brawl to melee. I know definitely like brawl to uh, to Wii U. There was a lot of characters that weren't in. Like and they people, took out the ice like, climbers. Yeah, ice climbers. Uh, I know Snake dropped off there for a little bit. Like uh, Snake kind of made sense because like he was a third party character anyway. Yeah. So I, I I kind of like okay fine. <laughs> I think it was more because of like Konami maybe like they just didn't want to like. Because I know that the reason why Snake was in Brawl was because Kojima wanted him to be in the game. I think Konami, I think since that game came out around a time when Kojima and Konami were like are having like their whole dispute with like Kojima leaving the studio. So like I feel like around that time they just didn't really like work together to bring Snake for the Wii U. But and like because I know even with from Melee to Brawl. You, Characters they remove were like Mewtwo, like the clones, and Roy before they brought them back for like uh, the Wii U version. But mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be hard yes. what they do with the next game. That's all I can really say. Well, you know what they should... This is a horrible idea. And I, I would not put this on, on the Smash team or Sakurai to do it. Just redo Ultimate. Come out, come out with a Smash Brothers game. You have your your classic Nintendo staples, like your first party characters are all there, and then just do exactly what you did with Ultimate. Be like, guess who we have now? We're adding this character, and just do a whole new, whole new set. But uh, I'm not sure how I'd feel uh, if they go backwards and remove, because like I feel like at this point they they built themselves up to having. Like needing these characters, <laughs> you just you just don't want banjo to leave. That's what it is. You just <laughs> <laughs> well, well, like that, yes, for sure. But <laughs> I I just feel like the like Smash has built itself up to be a celebration of gaming to mm-hmm. such an extent where like removing these characters would be like kind of saying, okay, well these are those games are no longer relevant. <laughs> <laughs> I could like, I could see that. I could see that. But I, I was rooting for Steve in Minecraft and Banjo Kazooie in Minecraft well before any every, well like I had a time where everybody was saying, nah, it's never gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> well you got both of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got two out of eight picks. I was happy. hmm And Sora yeah. would probably been like a ninth pick, but I never got around to like doing like a top ten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw. I, I know Dante was a big, a big fan favorite. Um, I saw a lot of people rooting for Master Chief or Doom Slayer. I would have good been good with any of those three. Yeah, I think those would have been yeah. cool. You know, I mean, uh, we did we did get Doom Slayer in spirit though. That's what yeah, I was like, I'm it. happy for that. I even DM'd Eric like the moment I saw it. <laughs> yeah, I was happy when I saw that. Like. Finally, I get to at least play Doom in some capacity. 
<laughs> well, you know, uh, I was I was browsing uh, some memes the other day, and I saw a new. Uh, it was a song, but it was an, an Animal Crossing cross doom song. So people are still. <laughs> That's the meme that should never die. And I I love it. I love it so much because there's no reason for this to be like the only reason it's a meme is because the games came out on the same day. But it's so good. <laughs> say say yeah. what you will. I think Animal Crossing is more of an adult game than the kids' game. So I, oh, I, oh yeah. totally, totally. But but yeah, I just oh. it, it was. Uh, I I just I love those memes. <laughs> I think the funniest is like seeing like the companies actually approve of those memes as well. Because like I I remember when um when Doom Slayer was announced as like a skin for Smash Ultimate, literally the Doom Twitter posted like Cole posted a uh, a tweet that they made a long time ago with like the nano drawings of Isabel and Doom Slayer like you know like jogging around, and they said finally, <laughs> like as if they're finally <laughs> being able to play in Smash Brothers together. Uh... Yeah, that's oh man, they're so good. But uh, well, jumping jumping into some Animal Crossing, uh, we had an Animal Crossing direct this week. I'm gonna be completely honest; I did not watch it. Um, I, I just I just read about it. Um, but you're getting the we're getting the Happy Home Paradise DLC, uh, which is a humongous uh, content update for Animal Crossing. It's supposed to be adding. Uh, you know, like new features, new furniture, new everything to it, basically. Um, and it is uh, the last content update uh, for Animal Crossing. The The support is ending after... Last free major content update. Mm-hmm. Oh, did, is that what it... I, I just read last last content update. I didn't see anything no, about free major. Like, like, they left themselves open to smaller updates Gotcha. Here one, it's not... It's not. This one's not free, though. Uh, uh, the one that they were discussing prior to the Happy Home was... Was... Okay, okay. Gotcha. Um, as I was saying, Happy Home Paradise is, what, like, 25 bucks? Yeah. Or you yep. get it... You can get it with the new Switch Online... Um, which really, from what I understood, that really overshadowed everything for Animal Crossing in this direct. Um, so the Switch Online, uh, Deluxe, Switch Online Plus, what are they calling it? Uh, Switch Online Plus Expansion Pass. There we go, Plus Expansion Pass. Uh, it's gonna be, (laughs) I know, uh, it, yeah, I'm just gonna call it Switch Online Plus. That's what, that's what we're gonna go with. That's the new, even that, (laughs) you heard it here first. It's, uh, but, uh, so it's going to be $60 a year. No, 50. Uh, which is How much? It's $50. It's $50, $50 a, year. a year. So yeah. it's not even $60 a year. Why are people bitching about this? Um it's a $20 price jump. <laughs> yeah, it but uh, if you're not playing Animal Crossing, like the value is only like a few extra games for right now. For right now. But no, I, I, I know, I know. <laughs> but like, I mean, there's some people like I, I, I personally would only get it just to play Banjo Kazooie. That's one game, and they could add mm-hmm. a million games. It won't, it's still one game. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know. I could see them. Nintendo's always been slow. One, they've always been slow with their online stuff. But two, they've 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 never been exactly fast with making 
uh, like subscriptions worth it. I think like I think it takes some time to build it up. Yeah, um, yeah. they're they're but... still like new on their legs for this kind of stuff. Like they weren't really pushing for the whole online experience well, at all until this no. year. <laughs> well, we, we, this generation, uh, I mean. We talked about it. Uh, it was a, it was a it was a couple episodes ago. It was a while back, but like their their online system was based off of Fantasy Star Online for the GameCube. Like they were still using the same online structure, <laughs> uh, and they finally updated it uh, when uh, uh, Monster Hunter Rise came out. They finally updated like their online infrastructure. So the, they're they're definitely behind the curve. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could see. I don't know if the price is worth it right now. Honestly, I mean, if you're huge into N64 and there's a ton of stuff on there that you want to play, I think it's worth it. But you know, I I, yeah, I would that's play basically like what you're paying an extra twenty bucks for is the is yeah those, is the, is the games and and I'm kind of like I'd play Banjo Kazooie, I'd play Zelda. You know, there's like a couple of games I'd play on there. But here's the thing, I have probably better versions of those games that i can play on other consoles yeah you know we have the 3d remake of ocarina of time there's you can play banjo kazooie on the xbox which uh, i would say is arguably better. better than is it really <laughs> like the, the game was designed from the ground up to work on an n64 controller the n64 so, controller is so bad i know but it was designed <laughs> for that so it plays ex- so fantastically well on it compared to a modern console where the C buttons are now a C stick kind of like uh, the right stick is now the C buttons and it just does not work as fluid or perfect because like it's it's that way it's the way you input your commands like you you'll sometimes do the wrong one or it won't register because you did it at an angle or uh, like they like uh, the game, like control-wise, I would say it's weaker on the uh, ports that they put on the Xbox. But they did add a little bit more content, so that in that sense, it's better. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I I played the N sixty four version, but I never got very far. And on one hundred percent, the Xbox version, I never I never had any troubles with it, but. It could also be that I didn't play that much of the N64 version, so I didn't, you know, come in with, uh, you know, like prior knowledge. Um, but the thing is, like, even even this N64 port, you're still going to be playing it with with Joy Cons or a Pro controller. And all the, Unless, they have the N64 controller. The can Switch. you get one? <laughs> yeah, they they announced it with with the whole. I know it's it's sold out. Oh, instantly. okay. Well, yeah. Well, They're it'll going... still be available. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, uh, and that's, I mean, it's, it's $50 for an N64 controller. So, but yeah, the, the pre-orders went up and they sold out and people are set on for like $150 online now. Yeah. No surprise. Uh, I I support scalpers to scalp. I don't support buyers to buy from scalpers. (laughs) So uh, the, the real problem is the people buying, not the people selling. I I would agree to an extent with that statement. If the buyers didn't buy, then they would be enough for this, or the sellers didn't buy, then they would be enough for the buyers to not have to go to the sellers. But yeah, but if you know. if you leave them hanging, they're they're going to be stuck selling at cost or less. Oh yeah, oh yeah. 
And uh, it's all it takes is a little patience, and you get you end up getting what you want anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I can't. Well, I can so. tell you, like, uh, looking on Facebook, like at the Switch OLEDs this week. Uh, <laughs> watch it. Like they, they, I see all these posts that were that were down to like four hundred and twenty, which is still way more than than retail. But uh, but you could see like on Facebook when somebody changes the price on the marketplace, you can see what the price used to be. And it was down for like six, seven hundred dollars, and they keep having to drop it because nobody's buying. Uh, <laughs> so it was, it was yeah. a good thing to see. And that's how uh, you put a stop to that stuff. Is you? Oh you yeah. Cut them off uh, from yeah. success. Yeah, unless you're where I'm at, where those, where like a four hundred and fifty dollars switch is basically the, the norm for the prices over here. Yeah, like, but, uh, have... that's your retail. That's uh, that's that's not scalping. That's have... just. Your retail. Actually, that's everywhere. That's actually both retail and scalpers as well. Because there well, are scalpers some, don't know how to make profit. <laughs> they do not. It's because of well, like the that, tax well, it, here, where it's like for imports. Because mm-hmm. like, and the prices actually is different depending on where you go to. Because I can go to a Sears over here at a mall that's like not too far away, like maybe like a twenty minute drive, and they sell the switch for like four hundred and seventy five dollars. But if I go to another store. That's near another mall. They would charge it for like say four hundred and twenty-five. Cause like they the prices are, but the prices themselves are higher than the normal MSRP price of three hundred because of the tax. Because the because the the prices for imports over here is not pretty, especially for like electronic stuff. Yeah, well, you, you can't compare American MSRP to uh, uh, different countries. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like the, in Canada, I think ours are a little bit cheaper or a little bit more expensive due to various reasons. But our MSRP is still what we follow, which yeah. is not the same as your like any of other countries' MSRP. Yeah, you have a point there, but it's just more so just like because like that's how I'm kind of used to. Because like even here, games are like somewhere between this realm of sixty to ninety dollars. So, like, you can literally, like, it depends on the game itself and kind of they're going to sell them as well. Yeah. But that's, like, like there's no specific price. Like, you would, you'll get, like, for them, a sale for a physical game would be, like, $40 for 50 Not, like, normal, like, 20 to $30 because they don't have that stuff over here. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I don't usually buy games beyond the release window. So I'm not used to seeing sales unless like I'm just browsing PSN for those two or three dollar games. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I buy I buy stuff outside of release window all the time, but I also collect, uh, so that that's more yeah. has to do with it than <laughs> I, I collect what I yeah. want to play right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I only really do it when it's like a game like on Steam because Steam has Steam spoils me with the sales because I can get so many games. Oh no! Like, it, it, no nothing competes with Steam for sales. Uh, that's for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. But, uh, but they, like they don't the give same. me trophies, so I don't buy them. <laughs> Steam has yeah. achievements. That's not the same but, as yeah, I, really I can't. I can't combine the two into one. That is yeah. true. You can't. <laughs> and it kind of sucks though. The achievements, like they really do suck. Like you don't really notice them at all. But mm-hmm. honestly, it's like. Because I literally, the last time I went on a Steam sale, I was able to get like six or seven games for like the price of like $15 or so. So it's like, mm-hmm. they spoil me so much with that. And 
I'm honestly just hoping for the day to decide to release like the Master Chief Collection for like 15 bucks. Because the lowest they've gone in is like 20 bucks, but I'm hoping that they eventually get to 15. 20 is worth it if it comes with the ODST that extra that they had to buy separately. Isn't it? Isn't it 20 bucks right now? It is, but I can't really get I can't really get it at this moment. I got other expenses to deal with. Gotcha. I was actually going to ask because I know you were thinking about getting the first one if you had decided to do that. Or if you were going to hold off. I was, but then I, I kind of decided on holding off because it's like, if if I try to buy each of them separately, that's still going to be the same. It would be the same as if I was just going to buy them um, at all at once for the same price. Because like, norm- by themselves, they cost like $5 right now. Normally, mm-hmm. they cost like $10. But at that point, it's just like, it'd be easier just to buy the whole collection as a whole. So I'll probably just wait until I can actually get it at some point in the future. Because at this point, like uh, with expensive right now, I'm not... I'm not gonna be able to get it. I could just wait. Yeah, yeah. It looks like I, I have the page pulled up now. Yeah, it looks like there. You get uh, the bundle is normally forty. If you bought them individually, it would be like forty-five. So you get you get a little bit less bundling it, but um, but yeah. So, but it, it'll go on sale again. I'm sure, especially with uh with uh. Uh, Halo Infinite. I was trying to think of what number it was on, but then I realized they dropped the numbers. But uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm sure it will go on sale again before too long. Yeah, yeah, which won't be not any problem. But honestly, I feel like at the end of this all, because like going back to like the whole thing with like the pricing for like the Switch Online and all that. My only opinion is this: I'm I have no intention of paying them. An extra thirty dollars for, for because in my opinion they're literally offering me these older games for thirty. From which a lot of times a lot of these games, while some of them I can go get access to through other means, other consoles, and it's like the, what they're offering me doesn't really match what the price that they're that they're charging me for. So, and like it it just doesn't really like interest me at all. So I'm just gonna since they already said that they're gonna offer the still offer the prices of like $20 a year for just like the normal Switch Online. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably just going to stick with that. And then for like the games that I do want to play, I, there's always emulation. That's all I'm going to say about Yeah. Well, in 64 is so easy to emulate. Uh, yeah. You know, but uh, I'm, I, and I, was, I was actually going to bring that up when you, when you brought the Switch Online back up. Is I am glad that they're keeping like their base, the base $20 one. Um. I think that was a smart move on their part, uh, you know. But I'll I'll probably hold because I'm I'm gonna get the Animal Crossing expansion. I, but I think I'm just gonna buy it like for twenty five. Yeah, I'm just gonna buy it too if um, I ever get back into it. And then I think I'll wait uh, if they add, you know, depending on how how big the library gets, I might upgrade to the to the plus. Or if they add GameCube, if they add GameCube support, I think that would make it make it worth the yeah, extra. But the question is, will they also will they then choose to raise the price again? Because yeah. they've already done it. And how much and the question is gonna be how much will they charge for GameCube mm-hmm. or Wii like stuff as well. Because they're they're already introducing the concept of paying extra for these expansion for like these expanded libraries that mm-hmm. they used to offer for the virtual console. Now the question is, how much can I get away with before people are going to say, 
you know what? I don't want to pay extra just to play these older titles again. Cause, like, that's... I think we're already at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, here's 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 what they uh, you, you know it's very likely that they would charge. I mean, it just it, it it's just how the world is. Uh, if they're going to charge us for it, they should do it like a modular system. So you have your base switch online for twenty dollars. You have your switch online plus for fifty dollars, and you get to pick what you get. So you can get the N sixty four Sega Genesis set. You could get the GameCube, whatever other console set. So like you pick which one you want, and then if you want to get the other version, then it's like a, like you know okay, it's going to be like an extra five dollars more a month or an extra ten dollars more a month. You know, yeah, it's, so it's it's not like a huge expense, but you that's, know, that's more like looking at it like from a, like an optimistic style of things, because like yes, even, that's what everybody <laughs> was thinking as well, because we thought that the that the N sixty four and Sega Genesis stuff was going to be like a ten dollar extra upgrade for like the Switch Pass um, online, but they ended up charging thirty dollars for it, with the excuse that they're also adding the Animal Crossing DLC with it. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. using that. The way I see it is I, I would rather they didn't include it and <laughs> made it ten fifteen dollars more. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and who knows what other ex- like because right now we just have the Animal Crossing one, but let's say you know Splatoon three comes out, and if you have the the plus membership, you get the expansion pass for uh, Splatoon. They if could they be doing something doing like that, that too. Yeah, if they keep doing something like that, I could see it being a good long term investment. But uh, until we start seeing those results, it's like we're we're bar- we're paying thirty dollars more for just a little upgrade. For, yeah. Like when you factor that you're not going to be playing everything that they're offering. Yeah, yeah. And I'll also add in another thing as well. Remember how bad how long it took for us to get like games like for the SNES like Donkey Kong Country and all that. It oh, took, it took almost, forever. Like, yeah, so people are like saying like they're gonna add in all these new games. It's like, but how much time is it gonna take? Because like we like they all they told us they're gonna they're gonna bring us games like Paper Mario, Banjo Kazooie, and all that. But uh, when? Like they only said that they're going to bring it, but not when they're going to bring it. Because they can we can see that these games are out soon, but they can then say like, oh, we'll be ready in six months. So so have all these eight games that you're gonna be able to play for for six months. Because, like, even, like, the SNES and the NES, like, uh, versions, they don't even have games that people have been requesting for for a long time now, like Earthbound, Super Mario RPG, that kind of stuff. So well, they, they can't please everybody with every update. Yeah. Yeah. But the, but the point I'm trying to make with that, not so much as that, is just, like, how long is it going to take for them to add more games to the library than anything else? Not so much, but I know they're not going to appease everybody, because, like, it's all... Like we can't, we're never going to be able to really fully appease people with this kind of like system because there's always going to be something that people want that's not going to get. But it's just like no matter having to wait for it when they're charging us this much, it's like we're supposed to like wait until they decide it's time for us to re- receive it. Yeah, well, like if we, their we, prices we... are starting to compare more to PlayStation and Xbox, people are going to start expecting monthly free games added. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we got we're going to we're going to have Super Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, Star Fox 64, 
Yoshi's Story, Sin and Punishment, Ocarina of Time, Winback, Mario Tennis, and Dr. Mario. So they're, they told us they're going to do Majora's Mask and Banjo-Kazooie and F-Zero. And Paper what? Mario. And, and Paper Mario. Mario. There you go. So what else is there? <laughs> what Perfect else Dark? is worth adding? Perfect Dark could be could be one. Yeah, that could be a good Robert's one. Matt Verde, Banjo-Tooie. All the rare Pokemon games, Coliseum. basically. Yeah. yeah. Pokemon Coliseum 1 and 2. Those the are Mario, Mario Tennis and Mario Golf were fantastic on the N64. Yeah, they were. Like, even better than the what it's been for the last while. Uh, I'll be I honest. guess I could add Pokemon Snap also. That could be a good one. They already are. They're going to. They already oh, okay. okay. Like, but, like, there's still a couple of games that they can add as well, like the Coliseum games and all that. So it's like, there is plenty of games that you can add. It's just a matter if they're going to or not. It's just going to take time. I don't know. I think, I think by that point, like if I have to wait like so many, so much time for them to bring these games to the Switch, it's easy, it would be easier just for me to just like emulate them. So it's a lot easier to get all those games for that access than anything else. No, I was gonna say I pretty, I'm pretty much I have like I said I have other ways of playing every single game on those lists, including yep. just plugging in my N64 and playing them. Because um, yeah. you know they're they're not getting they're not getting like graphical updates. It's just the you know, it's basically just an emulator on your Switch is all it is. Um, yeah. What and what I want to know is why the Sega Genesis. Why give Maybe. us Sega Genesis and not give us like, like Game Boy Advance or something like that? Maybe well, like a deal that they have with Sega. I think it's like, uh, hey, we're offering two things and only have to work on one kind of thing. Because uh, I'm, I'm sure like the third party stuff is being like fine-tuned by the actual developers themselves and not Nintendo. Maybe quality assurance by Nintendo. Yeah. Well, that one, we're, the lineup on that one's really weird, too. Well, Se- like, Sega, like, whenever they release their collections, like, I don't, I'm not even interested in any of those. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see. We, we have Castle, Castlevania Bloodlines. Which there is a ton of ways to play that one. Uh, Contra Hardcore uh, or Hardcores. I, that one I don't know that much about. I know I've heard of it, but Echo the Dolphin, there's there's other ways to play that. Golden Axe, there's plenty of ways to play that. Same with Gunstar Heroes. Uh, Fantasy Star 4. That one's a little bit harder to play. Uh, you know, aside from emulation, like the, it's on. Uh, I know it's on Xbox, and I don't know if they released it on on other consoles as well. But Shining Force, Sonic the Hedgehog two, Shinobi three, Streets of Rage two, and Strider. Like it's such a weird lineup. <laughs> yeah, and if I'm being honest, the only game that I actually am interested in playing from that entire list with is Echo the Dolphin, because I'm because I remember looking into that series and just like being. Just like being weirded out because of like the whole concept of it, because it's supposedly like a run and gun platformer game with a dolphin, 
that gets very weird from what I understand. So I, I own it on yeah. PS3 because Sega has released these games like a million times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would play Fantasy Star 4 and I'd play Shining Force. But yeah, Fantasy Star 4 is really good. You should play it. I I started it and I, I died in like one of the early fights because I forgot that this is an old school RPG and is actually kind of difficult. Um, and then I never touched it again. But uh, yeah, I, I have it on... I know I have it on my Xbox. Like I bought it on Xbox. I might have it physical. I don't remember. I know I have two complete in box, but I don't remember if I have four. So, but yeah, so that's uh, that's where we're at on Switch Online. So, <laughs> but yeah, it just it it doesn't make sense to me like to, like to go the Sega route. I I just don't I just don't understand it. But like you said, like you just said, it could just be a deal that they had with it or. They could have just been easy ports because they've ported them to every single console imaginable. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's, uh, but, like I said, I'm pretty sure it's just a way to make the uh, new subscription more enticing without having to really put in any work. But, well, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, personally, I wish it would be like Game Boy Advance, but. You know, you can't make that everybody was happy. like a rumor. It was like that was like a rumor at some point before the N sixty four stuff that they were gonna mm-hmm. port like Game Boy Advance and Game Boy Advance Color games to the Switch Online. I kind of would have preferred that as well because like there's still like a lot of Game Boy Advance Color games that would have probably wished they could have played because I think there was that um, one game I think it was called Golden Sun. That one. I oh, that game liked is that amazing. One. It's so you good. You need to emulate that. I'm going to, because I've been really looking forward. So I actually, I know that that's like a thing of people requesting, because I know people were asking for like Isaac from Golden Sun. So I kind of want to So the, I kind of hope. The only thing I don't know if it would work is it, it, ha- it was one of those games that had a save transfer feature. Well, I guess it, it used a password. So it should still work in emulation. Basically, you you tran- you can transfer your save from the first game into the second game, and you get like like bonus stuff in the second game. Like there's extra dialogue and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I remember it, it uses a password system, so you can still do that. But yes, yeah, so you you need to make that a high priority on your on your backlog because it's oh it's so good. Yeah, I'll definitely play it. I'll play it. Definitely play it and. Move it up in my backlog soon. So I know that I do want to get interested in that. And even with like the password stuff, it wouldn't be like that much of an issue because like emulators have like save states that you can like just input yourself. So that way, when you load up the game, it will go straight to where you were last time. So it's not going to be like an issue there. You say you're talking about transferring from one game to another, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Though. It should. It should still. It should still work though, because yeah. basically, because you're still playing in, like the actual files of the game, uh, you're just not yeah. playing it on the console it was intended for. So the password should still work. Yeah, the the password's in game. It's not. It's going to be a non-issue. Yeah, 
But oh, it's oh, it's so good. Gosh, I want to play that now too. Darn it. <laughs> uh I have I have cartridges that I can I can play on, but um so well I think uh I think we can probably wrap it up here. I think we'll I'll save that next that last topic till next week. Uh yeah. And and yeah. run through it. that way we can we can run through it with Brad also. Um Yeah. So but uh so yeah, we'll wrap it up here unless you guys have anything else to add and uh head on out of here. Uh, like the only thing I'll add is um, just enjoy games, have fun, all that stuff. Yeah, definitely. Go watch uh, Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, not that. Uh, at, the, at this point, he believes everyone has already. So I yeah, still haven't. Much. I'm gonna be honest. I still haven't. Okay, um, you you gotta go watch it then. <laughs> I'm planning yeah. on it. Uh, it's, it's 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 a constant thought I have. I just uh haven't had yeah. a have being a parent is hard guys <laughs> yeah um, i have uh witnessed my sister uh, she has three kids so uh, like i've i've seen the 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 difficulty <laughs> uh but i think finn is three so i think he might be okay watching godzilla he might like it but i thought it might scare him i don't know you, you could test him with the original Godzilla. That's a little cheesy by our standards today. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could do that. I've been wanting to show him Star Wars. I think he's finally hit the age where he he could be into Star Wars. Are you gonna um, show him episode one where the kids get murdered? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is you if you don't do your homework. <laughs> I was thinking that, but I wasn't gonna say it out loud. <laughs> I, I, I know um, what you're thinking. Oh gosh. You know, it, it, it the prequels are are my favorite, to be honest. Um, but that's those also that's what came out like when I was growing up. So yeah, I, I, that's that's like a forgivable statement. Uh, <laughs> there, there was a lot of good in them, uh, and and like some bad, but every single trilogy has bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, and uh, and now that the new trilogy has come out, it's it's really made people appreciate the prequels. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like I look at all the complaints about the new trilogy, and I'm like, every one of these complaints, I can apply them to the original series, and especially yeah. the prequels. So it's like, okay. <laughs> oh. Well, all right then. Well, on those notes, I think we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. So, uh, as always, thank you guys for listening. Um, you can check us out on Twitter. At Gamers Night Out One, I believe. I, I remembered it and then I forgot it. Hold on. I'm horrible at this. Yes, at Gamers Night Out One. Um, it's like you're so, doing it with the Minicus Night. Just like Gamers Night One. <laughs> I, I need to. Oh, God. I'm going to do it like that from now on because that just sounded so cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, follow us there. Um, we have all of our Twitter, like our personal Twitter accounts hooked on there, but, uh, you know, we'll post updates about the show. That's when you can see episodes are going live. Uh, you know, we're, we're working on, uh, I'm trying to beef up the Twitter a little bit, but, uh, 
So follow us there and uh, thank you for listening and we will catch you next week. As I type into the chat because I was not prepared. Quick, play me out, Johnny.